the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program was pre-recorded, and the views expressed do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton, and uh, I am coming to you uh, with a new program. I apologize about last week. Uh, There's something about being on the road. Uh, If you listen to my program, you know I took a group of athletes to the uh, USATF Junior Olympics uh, down in Greensboro, North Carolina, and we were down there, and uh, as my wife said, uh, you know, we're getting kind of old for this trip. (laughs) Ah, man, I love youth work. It keeps you young. You know, we drove down, uh, drove down, had a great drive down, uh, you know, stayed in the hotel. Uh, I'm not complaining. I got. I had to be stuck with all women. Uh, I had to be. I had to be the only male there in the in the, in the vehicle for a little while until my I wouldn't pick up a buddy of mine to ride with me, and uh, so I didn't have to worry about nobody sneaking out the room or or uh, going places or breaking nothing. Just staying up late at night doing hair and and uh, playing on Instagram. That's all I had. <laughs> that, that was my policing duties. Uh, getting in there. But uh, it was a great trip, good time. You know, we like to trip. We get the opportunity to share about life, uh, challenge kids and what they plan to do with their life, their career, uh, especially their relationship with Christ. You know, how was that? How was that making it? You know, we had some who believe and some who are not. And uh, we use this as a as a time of, of outreach and finalization. We had our banquet uh, last Thursday. Uh, it was a great banquet. Uh, had a family that. Uh, provided the, the the mainstay of the meal, a great cook, and it's just a family atmosphere, and that's what we try to achieve. We try to achieve a family atmosphere with the uh, athletes and parents and things like that and reaching for excellence. Uh, right now, uh, you know, we're at the end of our, our intense summer schedule. Our everyday program, the Three Deep Leadership Academy, uh, is wrapped up. Uh, we had our banquet last night. And they, they had their banquet and uh, honoring the young people and, and the staff that I have. If, if you listen to my program, you know my staff is mainly uh, college kids and, and high school students uh, being supervised by, you know, a team of adults. But even the team of adults I have, you know, they all came through the program at one time or another. So my my director uh, happens to be my, my middle son who's directing the program and he's doing a great job. He's also the youth pastor at the church. And this was the first camping trip. I didn't really go on. Usually I show up and sleep in the car because uh, my body ain't for that ground no more. It's just not there. It's just, yeah, I bring the blow up mattress if I got to sleep in the tent, but 
you know, they, they handled everything well. We do a tent tent camping, and, and uh, so the kids cook over the fire and, you know, pump water the whole nine yards to try to get them to understand, you know, to appreciate what they have at home and to help them dream, just to help them dream, to get away from the city, to get out in the country and dream. And I, and I start this off by saying this is that, you know, our our the program that we run is what we feel the problem we've been called to address and and that is uh, raising up leadership. And so we start young, uh, at a young age, and we, we funnel people through. And we have about, I think now we have 30-some kids in college that we follow up on. Uh, all, you know, wish I can say they all would listen, but <laughs> most do. But we're trying to just make an impact, you know, uh, me and a couple other uh, ministries around the U.S. have come together to form like an umbrella organization where, where our main goal is to uh, raise up leadership from our urban communities. You know, our urban communities are are, are rich, you know, uh, they're diverse, and we're just trying to raise up leaders out of that. Well, sometimes people feel like when they're caught in an urban environment that they're, they're doomed to fail or they're, because they don't have as, their schools are not as sharp, their resources are not as great, but yet the ingenuity and the drive is there. And that's the thing we, 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 we really build upon and we bring in the resources and we bring in, uh, you know, things that need to help them become sharp and to have confidence in what they do. We have three C's that we work on and the three C's are courage, confidence, and competence, courage, confidence, and competence. Uh, in Isaiah 61, you know, it's, it starts off by saying that, you know, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Uh, for the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to comfort the brokenhearted and to proclaim that the captives will be released and prisoners will be free. Now, in verse 4, it says, They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. You know, we believe that the reason that the Spirit of the Lord comes upon a person to heal the brokenhearted, to, to, to set the captive free, to bring good news to the poor, to set the prisoner free, is so that they, once they come into Christ, once they've been set free, once they've been healed, once they've received the good news, that they in turn can, you know, God will give them, you know, beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning. and But that's not, it doesn't stop there. It doesn't stop. He doesn't make you an oak of, of, of righteousness planted for his glory for it to stop there, right? Then comes the rebuilding process, right? Then comes the rebuilding process. It says they will rebuild the ancient ruins. Now, this this word was given to in Isaiah 61 to the nation of Israel, and, and we've taken this word as a descriptive of what we want to see happen in, in, in our urban cities. They will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities, destroy long they will revive them though they have been deserted for many generations you know we're looking at at multi-generational issues that 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 are not only plaguing our people in the urban context but are plaguing us in every context that we look at you know fatherlessness you know just not having a, a father you know what i mean you know i just noticed some things I'm, my 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 son's friends were asking him this and like wow you know is that what a daddy is supposed to do? You know, because that's what they, when they look at me and how I am with my family, they wonder if that's what a dad's supposed to do. You know what I mean? I, my son was was dating this young lady and, 
she had to go through an interview with daddy, me. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, oh, if you want to come into this family, oh, you got to come past me. You know, <laughs> and I said, I want to meet your mama too. And I said, she's like looking at me like, well, she had never ran up on anything like that because in our age, you know, even when you have a father, sometimes fathers don't even really know what it is they're supposed to do. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to determine who or what they date. That's not me. That's not there. But I do want them to be aware of certain standards that the family has and certain things that are there. And I don't want it to be a shock to you later on. I'm, I'm going to give you your orientation uh, real quick. You know what I mean? As as the way, the way it goes on. Because uh, as, as my in my position as the, as the patriarch ahead of this family, that's what it goes in. I expect them to do the same, you know, with their families. But when we look at young people, we always try to get them to dream, right? Even in our programs, even there, we get them to dream. You know, how can we make this better? You know, and, and not even being limited by, by finances, but just how can we make it better? Now, we make it better with, with, with our money, with our time, with our resources. How can we make it better? And trying to get them to understand how to, how to dream. Not to dream with nobody else's resources or time or money, but to dream with their own first and to see what can we do. You know, what can we do to make the team better? What can we do to make the program better? Uh, how can we uh, teach our classes better? And then what can we do with our combined brain power and resources? How can we rebuild our neighborhoods? How can we rebuild our cities? You know, how, what what can we do to start changing that? You know, I mean, I remember the kids were the playground across the street from the churches, there's no one keeps it up. And uh, and so, you know, we kept it up for the longest of time because the kids would go over there and pull the weeds and do everything and, and, uh, and, and trim it down. And, 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 and they just took responsibility for that, you know, because the city always argued over who's, whether it was the school's responsibility or the park's responsibility. So we just walked in there and made it our responsibility. You know, someone says, that time set it on fire and burnt it down and they haven't replaced the uh the swings or anything yet or the playground yet but but still you know we keep the basketball court up we put nets up we do things like that it's just a little simple things that you can do to teach them that they can that they can rebuild you know what i mean it, it, it's, it's what then you can ask for help you know once you once you've uh was going as far as you can go then you can ask for help. When we started this program, we started with like, you know, it was 12 kids and a couple of volunteers. And we had about, I think we had about $3,000 and, and, uh, and, you know, we was buying food, doing field trips and things like that. And, uh, it was good to see from the beginnings where God took it. We took what we had to reach our community, to help our young people grow, uh, try to get them, you know, their gifts and abilities uh, to shine, whether it was athletic, whether it was artistic, whether it was music, whether it was academics, and uh, and spend time with them. And the one thing that we never want to get too big to do is to spend time with each individual person to find out what it is that they and even if they're unsure about what their gift is or their purpose, we still help nurture them and push them along in that way until they can really realize that, you know, what it is that they're, they're called to do. And some, with some people, it takes time. It takes time to understand what it is they're called to do. But whatever they're called to do, we remind them that they are called, that, that God did not shine his light on them, that he did not bring his spirit upon them. He did not put them into a nice church or youth group 
for them to just grow stagnant. He did it for them to grow spiritually, but also to rebuild. They're to get out there and rebuild. We're to be the lights. We're to be the ones that come. We're the ones that help uh, revive just not only buildings, but I'm talking about people, people that have been neglected for generations, to revive them, to give them energy, to go out there and speak life into their bones. That's that's what we're called to do. And Paul says that God has given us a ministry of reconciliation. No, we have the ability to reconcile people back to Christ. And, and and that's what we need to do. You know what I mean? That's the greatest, really it's the greatest gift and honor that could be given is, is God is allowing us to be his ambassadors. He's allowing us to speak for him, to introduce him to people and to come and, and, and to be that, the network or the bridge that helps people come to Christ. And then from there, he takes them to the father. You know, and that's, it's a great opportunity. And it's an opportunity we don't take advantage of all the time because, you know, we either go around and say, oh, I'm afraid, I'm shy, that's not my call. You know, even though God has called us all to be his witnesses, we usually come up with ways to, to get out of that. You know, but it, not everyone is called to be that verbal witness. Some of us just have to witness by the way that we are. I shared with my church the other day a story that I was playing softball, and I was a softball junkie. And I was like, man, I'm playing softball, and, and is it really bringing God glory? You know, I, I tried to always play hard, play fair, you know, uh, respect my opponents, no no curse, never blew up, you know, everything like that. And I was really doubting, you know what I mean? I was like, man, I'm just playing softball because I like it. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I, you know, I said, it, it, I, you know, I need, to, I need to check my ways. Then one day I showed up uh, for a game. And uh, the umpire pulled me to the side as I was getting ready to bat. And he said, I just want to tell you something. And I thought he was going to give me a rule or something like that. And he just said, he said, man, I really enjoy umpiring your games. He said, when you play a game, you influence the game so much. You just bring a peace. And and I enjoy watching you play. I just wanted you to know that. Man, he just did not know how bad I needed that. You know, because in my mind, I was like, I was really battling with Am I just doing this because I love? And I do. I I love the game. I mean, <laughs> I love the game. And uh, but you know, to do the to play the game, I tried to play it. You know, for His glory. I mean, I played on a couple teams that weren't church teams or event. I played on the evangelistic team. We did outreach. We we tried to witness in the leagues that we were in, and uh, and and bring the gospel. And uh, and so I played in that league, and I played in another league like that, and then I played in the. Uh, of course, my job wanted me to play, and I played another league. I played, I played four or five times a week. You know, what I mean, but I was single then. I could do that. I go to church three, four times a week. I play softball four or five times a week. I just didn't do nothing but play softball, go to church, and go to work. That's all I did. As it kept me out of trouble, you know. But are you doing it for His glory? You know, what I mean, are you doing it for His glory? Sometimes we build kingdoms, we build jobs, we build ministries, we build families. And we build it for our glory or we build it because we just don't know what to do. We're just following the masses. But, you know, everything we do, we need to do for his glory. And uh, and that's what we try to teach young people, that, that don't be a hypocrite. Be one way in school, one way at home, one way on the ball field. Everything you do, you just do for him. Be the same no matter where you are and, and get to going that. You listen to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. And uh, just here coming to you today, just uh, really just want to discuss to you our summer program and let you know what it was and 
I want to give you some highlights when we come back from the break. Uh, some things that stood out for us this summer, uh, you know, lives that were changed, uh, families that were just enriched. And uh, I just want to share that with you today and just have a casual conversation with you. Uh, God bless, and I'll catch you after the break. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community, Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on a bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play the Mission Minneapolis. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite AM 980 The Mission Bible teachers and ministries with Alexa and Amazon Echo. This is Joe Sutton from the Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, coming to you uh, at Isaiah 61, uh, a, a journey through an urban perspective of reaching your community. Uh, as I said before, this summer we started out, uh, we always start out with our track team first because we we pretty much practice, uh, we start practicing in January for the indoor season, then we uh, have an indoor state championships in March. And then uh, we pick it back up again in May and uh, go outdoors, weather permitting. You know, we might go out a little earlier, but usually the weather doesn't let us out till May. <laughs> and uh, we go all the way till till uh, the end of July. And and that's a lot of time we have. We, we meet three to five times a week. Sometimes we do all weekend together because track meets last Saturday and Sunday. And uh, we usually have like uh, six major meets the last Saturday and Sunday. Uh, the national meet last Tuesday through Saturday, though Tuesday through Sunday. And uh, and so you know we're 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 together a lot. And so we develop a family atmosphere. You know, parents work out with us. We allow them to work out. You know, we try to uh, keep a, a healthy mindset, and we try to have a family atmosphere there. And just some of the breakthroughs that you know that when people like about our team is that. Uh, we play to win, and our team's name is Eagles Wings, and so we wish shall run and not grow weary. And uh, we play to win, but at the same time, winning is the most important thing that we do. You know, our our, our goals are, are based upon we try to get uh, young people to understand what their purpose is and how this season of their life, this sport in their life, how it works into their purpose or what God has called them to do and to be. And track is a, a, a good sport for that. Uh, you know, you read through the scriptures, you know, Paul deals with uh, running the track a lot. And uh, and so we try to get them to understand that 
that though they may not win the race, that there's always what we like to call those personal bests, those PRs, that personal record. You know, what are you going for? What are you running for? You're running your own race. It doesn't matter what the person next to you does. You can't influence them. Uh, this is not a contact sport. <laughs> uh, even though I've have seen races where it looked like it was full contact track and field, and and uh, and, and you know, and so uh, some of those are historic uh, legends on our team. And uh, and so, but you you have to run your race. You know what I mean? And you can't sit on the bench and cheer. You know, you it's just you. It's just you. And so, uh, you know, when dealing with self-esteem, dealing with other issues, uh, working hard. Some people come naturally talented. They don't have to work at all. Another person works all week and still can't beat the one who doesn't work all week. And um, But, you know, that, that, that scripture which says the race is not given to the swift or the strong, but those that endure till the end. Oh, man, I've I seen that played out many a time in, in, uh, in this ministry because, you know, is that one who doesn't learn how to work gets older and the one who keeps working keeps working. He passes them up. And at the end, uh, you know, they're they're ahead and the other ones are are are, are behind. So in uh, our other ministry, Three Deep Leadership Academy, it's an everyday ministry for ages. We say reading through um, 12. And then our junior high ministry is uh, those 6th, 7th, and 8th grade, you know, in, completing 6th and 7th and 8th grade. And they come in and, and uh, they do a different program. But the kids come in, they do reading, they do math, they do writing in the morning. Then they have lunch. Then they go to chapel. In chapel, uh, our staff shares messages on purpose, personal testimonies, uh, get them to understand what God says about what he's called everyone to do. And then we go outside and learn the sport of the week. We learn a different sport every week, go outside, teach the basics of that sport. And then uh, we come back in. The junior high, they follow a different curriculum. They only meet uh, three days a week. And uh, and so, because uh, they don't get out to bed, really. <laughs> but we, we follow a leadership development curriculum. So they go through two years of leadership development, which prepares them to become staff. They don't interact with the other kids. They don't interact with anybody. They stay right there. Uh, they come in the morning. They do five psalms and a proverb. Then they sit down and discuss the highlights of those five psalms and the proverbs. And then uh, they have lunch and then they come back and they learn different skill sets in the afternoon. Decision-making skills. Uh, they learn relational skills. They learn conversational skills. Uh, conversational skills includes putting together talks, personal one-on-one talks, group talks, and series. Uh, they, they're more like a mini Toastmasters that they learn. Uh, this year we, we started studying the Constitution. I uh, started looking at the Constitution, and they took a little Constitution test. Everybody passed it, and they were happy, you know what I mean? But we took we did a little program through Hillsdale's website on the Constitution. We did that. And some of the highlights was this week was just when, when you see a person, a young person, change and want to walk with Christ. You know, we take our time in sharing the gospel with people, you know what I mean, because we believe it's a precious thing. And, and, uh, and you know, and we make sure parents are aware that, you know, we won't share the gospel unless parents are aware and are willing to make that choice to, you know, to come alongside their child and make sure they get what they need to get. Because to lead them to the Lord at, at our 3D Academy and then their parents don't bring them to church to let them do anything the rest of the year. I mean, you know, God will look out for them in the long run, but we're, we're looking at making leaders. And so we want that interaction year round. And so 
you know, I just think of one family that just, just loves our program, and they, 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 they do everything. They do track. They do all the things, and they're they they're just so happy at the way that we have embraced their children. Uh, one mom that uh, I'm trying not to get teary eyed, but one mom came to us and and she said, "My daughter's self esteem has been crushed." You know, a lot of a lot of coaches don't really know how to coach children. They coach them as if they were adults. And uh, and so they crush them. And so we brought on the team and we loved on her. And her mom just came up there crying and said, y'all love my baby. You know what I mean? You you help bring her back. So it's, it's, it's things like that that we do that do the auspices of a sports team. You know what I mean? But we don't do it for the sake of sports. We do it for the sake of, of building a person. You know, we don't look at winning a medal. We look at changing the individual. You know, we don't look at just that I got you in my program and I'm going to have you here all summer and I'm going to give you something to do from, from 9 to 5. No, we're trying to develop leaders. And we give the kids the opportunity to lead at every age, 9 through 12, every age. They get an opportunity to lead and to sharpen their skills so that when they get ready to get out there, 20 years from now, they're going to tell you, we came through North Minneapolis, this little program that helped shake the world from this little bitty church. God bless you guys. Have a great weekend, and I'll see you next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.